be here tonight to speak to you concerning our Lord Jesus and His grace to save and to heal the needy. I'm sure you do not need any more to be said than what has already been said of God and His greatness. I would just a few moments there to enjoy the talk that Brother Baxter was just giving. I wish to read just a little of the word first, found in 2 Kings, the 6th chapter, the 13th verse, or maybe against the 12th verse, is concerning a great, mighty man of God that was in one day, the days gone by, Elijah. And listen closely now. And one of his servants said, Our Lord, My Lord, O King, but Elijah, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. The king of Israel they had war, and the, the other king, he wondered how that they were getting a hold of all of this, and one of the servants stepped up, he said, well, there must be some kind of a spy among us. And the other servant said, no, but Elisha knows more in his bedchamber from God. He's the one who knows these things and telling the king of Israel, we need some more Elishas today. Then he said, go and spy where he is, that I may stand and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is a dog. Therefore sent he hither, parson, chariot, great host. And they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city, both of horsemen and of chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not. Oh, I love that. No matter how dark it looks, don't be wary. Fear not. For there they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes, that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountains were full of horses and chariots of fire around about Elisha. May God bless his word. Now we're thinking of a day that has gone, where God moved in a manner to reveal himself to man, to make his ways known unto man through his servants, his prophets. And this was a time that when there were war, the state of war existed between two nations. And the other nation could not understand why that the Israelites knew all their plans and were ready to upset at any time. So they called in their man and found out, to find out if there wasn't a spy among them who was telling their secrets and their attacks. 
And one of them said, it isn't a fire among us. It's Elijah, Elijah over in Israel. He can sit in his bedroom and know all the future plans we know. And he tells the king of Israel about this. You know, the best armor that America has in this present crisis is God-fearing, praying people. That's the best worth more than all the bombs and tanks that we could produce. God will always fight for his people. Let us, if this whole nation, with one accord, would throw themselves to God in sackcloth and ashes of repentance, and come back to the old-fashioned pathways that our forefathers trod, there couldn't be a bit of harm come to it. I believe it'd be worth more than all the emanation plants and things that we could make. That's right, and all the bombs that we could have. There's nothing as great as prayer. God holds all the future in his hands. Someone asked me not long ago, said, Brother Brandon, what do you think about the future? I said, I do not know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. So that's the thing, if I can keep acquainted with him. Then, when he found out that this prophet was in Israel, he said, go fetch him, bring him to me. And they went down and someone told them that Elisha was at Dolphin. And when they got down there to Dolphin, they went in by nighttime. And he camped around about in darkness. You see how the enemy always works underhanded in dark. And he camped around about the city to catch Elisha. And so when the young man, his servant, raised up early in the morning and went out, in other words, he was a fellow that take him in and out and around with his servant right. When he went out, he come back and he said, Alas, my master, for the whole city is encamped about with horses and chariots of the enemy. He said, Well, there's more with us than there is with them. Well, he could see no one but Elijah. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, open the young man's eyes that he may see. And the Lord moves a veil from before the young man. And he looked, and the whole hills mountains were full of chariots of fire standing around that old prophet. Well, he wasn't afraid then. Oh, what I would think tonight, Lord, let us look past the curtain of time. Just look over, just a little peek. See what it's all about. We're fighting here tonight a great warfare right against wrong. Word of God against modern uh, theology and trying to make uh, the Word of God bring it to the people while the enemy would try to be set it in every way. But one is the majority in God. Now notice, the point I want you to see is that Elijah, the man who was of God, called the man of God, he did not look to the natural things. He looked to the supernatural things. He didn't look at what he seen. He looked at what he did not see. And tonight, dear 
Christian friends, we look at the unseen. That just came on my mind while Brother Baxter was giving that wonderful exhortation concerning the supernatural. The supernatural is what you do not see, but what you believe and act on as though it was. See? Everything in the Christian armor is supernatural. We do not look at what we see, we look at what we do not see. You cannot be healed only through looking at what you do not see. Someone wrote me a letter today, a woman that was healed with cancer. She said, for the first two or three days I was gloriously, I felt wonderful. Then on the third day that I had an awful upset, have I lost my healing? Now that should be explained in every case each night. No, that's the, the most perfect sign of your healing. After 72 hours of corruption setting in the growth, dead, it may be God sometimes will, can perform a miracle and there won't even be any growth. Now, I can tell you this, God who is my judge, who I stand before, I, by newspaper clipping, front page headlines carrying this, to be showed here at the platform. I've seen the time when people come to the platform with hanging cancer, hanging on their bodies. And while prayer was being made, the cancer turning white, dropping off, and rolling down across the floor while I was praying. God who is in heaven and looks down, knows that's true. One newspaper reporter stand there and shoot the picture of it and declare it in the newspapers on the front page. That's Christian newspapers. Or they got Christian editors. A man who believes God and got a feeling for sickness for the law. Now, none of these things move us. God can reveal in my hotel room what you ever know. So that's all right. All those things bear judgment and labor for justice. Always let the Lord have his way. Now, I remember of one case. If someone would want to copy the paper, it may still be in case. Of the Arkansas Gazette, called the Sun, it's on the Associated Press. The big paper circulates many, many thousands of subscribers. Well, there stood on the platform or a picture. If you wish to, you might write to it and get a copy if you want to. And perhaps there might be a reporter standing around, which I know there is, so you can write yourself. Be satisfied. All right. Notice. On the front page, you'll see a great big page all the way across the front of the page. Picture. A woman, pronounced dead, laying in the line, bringing from the hospital with cancer, the heart, colon, and liver, and told the nurse and man that was bringing her, pushing her through the streets from Phoenix, Arizona, that the doctors told her husband, who, her name is Mrs. Hattie Wildwell, lives on Phoenix Street, Phoenix, Arizona, her husband owns a big plumbing establishment there. Dr. Bosworth is to be in the meeting, I understand, today and next and tonight, he and I had dinner with her not long ago. And there, she had cancer of the heart, colon, and liver. And she was given just a matter of a few hours to live. When she came in the prayer line, she was two city blocks away. 
and her life was leaving her, she said, take me on. If I die, it's my request to come before the brother. And they told me after she was at the door, they had the thing over her face and said, there's a clerk in the room. Well, they come by, her husband weeping, and I seen the woman, and I took a hold of her hand, held of her, seemingly she was cold. I do not know what her state was. And I began to pray for her and ask God to give her her life because her faith was great. And here, in a few moments' time, she raised up on the cot, went home, that's about three years ago, and her doctor has the x-rays. He came to the meeting and said, the only one thing I want to do is walk up and shake hands with Brother Branham and make this faith. And there, a Christian man that had been waiting on her, you can get his testimony now, said there isn't a trace of cancer about her nowhere at all. That'll be in one corner. And she come across there to this meeting to shake hands. And in the next corner, you'll see a place in there where there was a man, a GI, ex-GI, swollen so bad. When they brought him by plane, his legs were, his toes were that big around. Cancer and was sitting there while praying for him. This is in the paper. While praying for him, the reporter said, I've seen with my own eyes the swelling drop from his limbs, and he hadn't been able to eat for weeks on account of his throat, and he eats a half of fried chicken and popped off with a pint of ice cream. And he went back home. Ever something. Brother Lindsay may have a copy of it here with him. He's got it. I don't know if with him or not. And in the next corner, you'll see across there, of a minister who had a cancer. This was a reporter speaking himself, hanging on his neck, called from a shaving cut about two years before, and went into cancer. And he said, the cancer, when the man came to the platform, I looked at it, it was raw and bloody looking. And in a few moments, after the Reverend Mr. Branham prayed for the man, the cancer dropped out and rolled over his foot, and we picked it up, and here it is, there's a deep cavity in his neck where it fell out. There was a man's picture sticking up there with a cavity in his neck where a cancer fell out. Jonesboro, Arkansas, the Arkansas Sun paper, right far. You want it? Get it your statement. All down through there. About 26,000 people had gathered in from all the way from Canada to Mexico. People who are simple and love God. Faith. Now we look at the unseen and believe that those things which are unseen but spoke of by God become realities. That's it. Many times it works in healing. There, last evening, I was trying here at the platform until I became in a subconscious condition of speaking to the people one by one. I've always wanted a time when I could get away from prayer cards, not have any prayer cards, so that the people with one accord would believe without anything else. He told me that I was to, these signs are only done to get the people to believe. He said, you were born in the world to speak the divine healing to the peoples of the world. And then he said, people to believe that you'll be sincere when you pray 
You get the people to believe you, nothing shall stand before the prayer, not even to cancer. Now that is true. I want to get to a place where there'll be no rally for prayer cards, but where everybody with one accord will believe and be healed and walk away. One day in a city, go to another. One day in a city, go to another, and thousands everywhere being healed the glory of the Lord falling. That's what I want. Moses, upon his signs, he went and performed them one time before Israel. And they went a 40-year journey following him. Is that right? As performed at one time. Healed his hand of leprosy. Made six he had walking sticks become a servant. In fact, they believed. And when there was a lot of magic, impersonations done in that day, Jambers and Zandwood withstood Moses. But God seen that his power always predominated and went over to the Always. They have a lot of true and false in this day. That's true. And the false will always want to say theirs is true, but by these signs, God pronounced it so. And we don't have to take no one's word but God's word. His word is infallible. The vision, the marvel, that's the initial way, just for a little story. The healing it comes on my mind. Quickly has a prayer line. I was going down night down at my mother's house. I was praying. Looked like I got into a vision, something I wondered what was taking place. I looked. We raised very poor people. Mama, when she washes her clothes, she just lay them on a chair. Didn't have too much room to put them away. And just on a chair and in my room, I was thought it was a chair closed about one o'clock in the morning. Usually the visions come between one and three. <clears throat> then I was looking at that and I thought, that's mom's clothes. I thought, surely somebody's in need. Or I wouldn't feel that way. I don't get much sleep. I'm so tired right now. I can hardly stand here. That's right. Up at night. You people are praying. Remember, that affects me. See? When, when you're praying and asking for those things, it comes right back to me. And... And it keeps me up many hours a night. And I thought, maybe that's what it was. And I began to wonder. After a while, it began coming closer to me. I noticed it was a white milling, like a cloud. And I went into the cloud. And when I did, I could hear a voice like a little lamb crying. Bah! Bah! I was way in darkness. And I was wondering to it. And I thought, now, just a moment. Let me see now. It's so... I said, I'm not a dreaming. I remember I was at my bed of praying. This is Ephesian. I, I said, oh, where is it at, Lord? It's down through the darkness. And I was trying to get to it, pulling briar vines and things. I listened again. And I get a hold of briars and they were sticking in my hand. And said, bad. Just crying. I was a poor little thing lost in the dark. And I was pulling through like that. And I thought, Lord, I don't know what this vision means, but I'll try to get to the land. And as I got closer to it, it was a human thought. It was crying, Milltown, Milltown, real weak and crying. I thought, oh my, we're Milltown, but I never heard of it. Well, I'll try to go, and I kept pulling on. That's why I was going to hear somebody hollering, Brother Branham, oh, Brother Branham. 
heard somebody at the door and he was calling you. Then when morning came and I went to my church that evening and I said, I had a vision. And I heard the name of Milltown. Does anyone know where it's at? No one knew. Following Sunday, I said, there's someone in trouble at a little place called Milltown. I'll probably get a, a letter somewhere. It'll call me to a city mill town. There's somebody in trouble. I don't know why it'll be. I just have to go there. I said, maybe you're out in some of the part of the nation. And while I was speaking, there was a man sitting there who said, Brother Branham, I know where Milltown is. It says, about this little bitty place way down on the southern, 30, 40 miles below Jeffersonville or New Albany, down towards the southern part of Indiana. Said, I live near there. I said, what the house is spelled? He said, M-I-L-L-T-O-W-N, Milltown. I said, that's it. And when he said that, I felt the Spirit of the Lord witness that was the place. So I said, I will find it. You tell me how to go. And he told me the highways. And I went to his house. And he led me some many miles across the country to a little village. And I was there. That was Milltown. It was on a Saturday. Of what? All the people in the city moving around, doing their shopping. A little city of about a thousand population, hardly so many. And I, I said, well, maybe the Lord wants me to preach right here on the street corner. I went in and gave a man a dime for a, an old soapbox that I could stand on. I went out. I didn't know what to do but just go to a mill town. That was all I knew. And I said, there's somebody in trouble here. And I said, might be a drunk person or something. And I started to get up on the soapbox and look around. I couldn't do it. it just something said, don't do this. Well, I set the soapbox up. And a bunch of people won't ask me. said, what would you go to do with that? And I said, I'm a minister, I said, but uh, I feel that the Lord wants something else for me to do. Mr. Wright came out of the store, the man is with me, said, I've got to go up on the hill here to take a man some eggs. You want to go up with me? And I said, yes, sir. We went around the hill and came up. We passed by a big old church, big white church. And I said, that's a lovely old church overlooking the city. He said, that's the old Baptist church, Brother Brandon. I said, what Baptist is? He said, missionary. I said, oh, well, that's the Baptist. I said, what happened? He said, well, something went wrong here years ago. A minister got in some trouble and there was a big shooting scrape and said the church went down and the, the church people turned it over to the city. They just had funeral services. I went up towards the door and as I went towards the door, it seemed better. I tried to open the door and it wouldn't open. And I, I said, you go ahead. I'll wait here at the steps till you come back. When he went up on the hill, I knelt down and I said, Lord, if this is the place you want me, you want me to hold a meeting here, open this door for me. Open the door. I was, while I was yet in prayer, I heard someone coming around across the hill this way, and it was a man whistling. He said, uh, hello, preacher. I said, hello. He said, uh, you looking at the church? I said, yeah. I said, you know, I was a preacher. He said, Mr. Wright said he was a preacher. Thought maybe he wanted to look into it. He just brought the key. Open the door. I said, thank you. I walked and looked around. I said, thank you. Head on the spot. Around a nice church, see about 300 people. I said, Who owns it? said, The city. And I went down there to see them. And they bought electricity from the company, the public service company where I was then employed. And he said, Go ahead up there, put a meter in it. It's yours as long as you want it. Thank you. And I put a meter in. I announced a revival for the following Sunday. That night, the day I went out, and I said to a man around Coast Hill, I said, Sir, I said, I'm Brother Branham. I'm going to have a meeting up here. Will you come up? He said, look, preacher, we ain't got time for religion down here. We raise chickens. I said, 
Aye, Porter, but one of these days you're going to find time to die. Three weeks from then, they buried him. And so I went around on the side of the hill and met many others who were very indifferent. I started a meeting, and the first night I had Mr. Wright, his daughter, his two daughters, and his son, his wife, five people. I preached just as hard as I could. And so we went on the next night. We had the same group, only uh, about the time I was sitting on a platform reading some of the scriptures, had to drive quite a distance. And I heard something beating on the side of the house as a fellow knocking his old corn cob pipe against the house. Come in, uh, oh, a horrible-looking fellow, hair hanging down his face. He looked around like that, one, two thousand It's all around the building. said, where is that little Billy Sunday they talk about? Right, he told me, he said, there's a tough guy. Said, he's a, he used to belong to Nazarene church, but he's backslidden, cursed every preacher or something like that. I went back and said, this is Mr. Hall, Mr. Bram. I said, I said, glad to know him. And you're the preacher? He said, you don't look like it. And ripped out one about that blankety blank like that. I said, will you sit down? He said, well, I might sit a little while. I like singing. And I said, well, we'll do our best to entertain you. Sit down. I said, will you come up forward? He said, no, I don't care to get up there. So I'll sit right here. But, All right, I have a phone book. Take yourself at home, sir. Walked on back up. Mr. Wright come up the platform and he got ready to start singing. So there's the worst hole it is in this country. And so I got up there and cut my text from the rich man lifted up his eyes in hell. Satisfier. 
So, but we'll leave the house. We won't even stay while he's there. And the hypocrite. <laughs> so I said, well, I'll go anyhow. So I went down and went in the room. When I walked in the room, I knew that was a woman. I looked at her. She weighed 37 pounds. She was nothing but bone. She couldn't raise her hand. She couldn't raise her sputum and cup. Her mother had taken the palsy, fairly young woman, turned gray as she could be, had sat right there, and they hadn't even, woman had, the girl had never seen out the window for eight years. Nine years and eight months, she lay on the bed. They, this is plain, but listen, they couldn't even put her on the bed pan. They had a rubber sheet under her, just changed the sheet. And then, and she, her limbs right up here were just about that big around. And you write to her now, I'm going to give you her name. Miss Georgie Carter. D-A-R-D-E-R. G-E-R-G-I-E. Miss Georgie Carter. Milltown, Indiana. She'll get the name. And she'll write your testimony. Listen and see she tells you the same thing. And ask for her doctor's statement then to the country. And so when I went down to the hill, all the Christians said, if that girl gets healed, it'll turn everything in this country to Christ. But that's just the time you want to watch. God doesn't heal to make sure. And they won't do it. Usually that's the hardest person in the world. See? When everybody's looking at all the demons with their power focused right on them, see their unbelief. Unbelief is the demon power focused. See, that believe is not condemned already. Now notice. I went in and had prayer for a little girl, and she was telling me about reading in the paper where another little girl, by vision, had been crippled all of her life, crippled up, belonged to the Methodist Church at Salem, Indiana. Her name was Nail, and how the Lord moved by vision, sent me way in the wilderness, hunt across the hills, and found her. And the paper starts the article of it, how she was healed, her legs straightened out, and everything. Just served the country through that. She, re- she went to school after that. The woman's married now. About 16 years old, about 20 now, I guess, 18, 20. And she was in an awful condition. She was telling me about that. Well, I've seen her face was in the vision. I prayed for her and went out. All right? A few weeks after that, I told her, he said, if the Lord speaks to you, Brother Brown, come to me. I said, I would. I have to get real old. She couldn't raise her students up. She'd go to the cross. She'd go, uh, uh, And the mother would have to talk the stuff up like that. She could even raise her hands. Her hands, her face here didn't have no flesh on it. It just looked like the bones of her skull and her, her eyes weighing all the smoke. She couldn't turn her little head. And I looked back there and I said, here a few days ago, I was down there and I looked at her little old bed. She took me in the shore to her. And there it was where all the paint was rubbed off of the rounds like that, where year after year laying there hard and crying, begging like that, holding on to that, rubbed the paint off of her bedpost like that. But God heard her cry, no matter what she was raised in. Then, I, I went out, and I was out holding a meeting, and I went to Mr. Wright's house a few days after that to have dinner. Then people down there said, when we was having a baptismal service out on the banks of the river, and many of this same man's members stand up. I walked out into the river, and I said, it seems like the angels of God are standing near. I started baptizing, and there are great... Candidates, one after the other, and out of that man's church came right out into the water and was baptized with their good clothes on and all. Came right out. God will move. You just sit still and let God do it, see. That's right. Have faith in Him. He'll work it all out all right. And then I was going up that night. It was the last night of the service. I was 
going to have dinner with Mr. Wright, and we were up, and I said, Brother Wright, it seems to me that I must go to the woods to pray. The Holy Spirit's leading me not to eat, but pray. And I went up in the woods, and I knelt down, and there it was getting late in the afternoon, and I'd pray, and every time I'd reach my hands up, I'd grab those briar vines, scratching my hands. I, it looked like I couldn't kneel, it hurt my knees, you know how it is. I kept trying to pray, and I just fell down. I, she said, told me before left, when the mother rings the bell, you come on to, the, to supper right now. And so I heard it ring, but I was in the Spirit praying, and I just stayed there. And I kept praying, oh God, what is this burden on my heart? Have I done something, or something you want? And I felt the angel of the Lord there, and I raised up, shining right down to a little dogwood bush with a yellowish-green light. I heard a voice say, go by the way of Carter's. I raised from there and screamed to the top of my voice, down through the field I went. There'd been hunting parties out searching for me. I jumped almost right in the arms of Brother Wright. He said, Brother Brandon said, Mother's been waiting, supper on you for an hour. He said, we're going to be late in the closing service. I said, we're not going to supper. But this is the night, saith the Lord. Georgie Carter will be made ever with whole just in a few moments. He said, Brother Ram, do you mean that? He says, if that's coming from God, that this whole country will turn to God? I said, thus saith the angel of God, who's fed me since the days I was born on this earth, and has never lied to me, Georgie Carter, or be a well woman in the next hour. Then the people began to gather on the hill and said, let us go. Two men, at the same time, her critical mother. Georgie was crying and praying because her mother had treated me the way she had, and so she went out in the kitchen and she knelt down to pray. She said, oh, God, so that reprobate has come through the country here called Branham. Said, he's got my child all stirred up in there. And said, poor little thing laying there dying. And said, Dave, that she just cried. Her little eyes were red. Said, he's got her all stirred up about a lot of psychology. Said, oh, God, put a curse on that man or do something. Like that going on at all, praying. And when she began to pray, she thought her daughter, which lived next door, was passing by. She'd seen a shadow on the wall. And she let get her testimony concerning when you write to her. She said, as clear as she ever seen in her life, come Jesus walking right down across that wall. And come to it, touch not my anointing. Said, who is that a coming? And he looked and said, she's seen me coming. Just same Bible. I had over my heart like that. Said, she's seen my hair thinning in the front. She said, well, that's that preacher. And she jumped up. She said, oh, is I asleep? Was I in a trance? Oh, what's happened? I'm losing my mind. And she ran into the room and said, Georgia, you know what? And about that time, the door closed, and here comes this according to the way she's seen the vision. Here I come walk with a Bible over my heart, and two men followed me. Oh, my. There is a demon out of hell who can stop it, then. God done spoken prayers. I answered. That's right. Something has to happen. I started walking up. Brother Hall kept saying to me, he said, Brother Brown, you want me to go first? I didn't say a thing. And friends, as your brother here tonight, I felt something leave me, and I looked like I could see myself walking up and set. I went to the door and opened the door. There she was laying there, poor little thing, and her lips were quivering. Her mother, startled, couldn't finish telling her what had happened like that. I walked right over to the bed and put my hand on her. I said, Georgie, even Jesus Christ who gave me the vision of a lamb hung in the wilderness down here somewhere has appeared to me today in the woods and expect me here that I might lay my hands upon you that you should be well. I put her that hand, I said, as the Lord God has said to me in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, rise up and be whole. And how is she going to raise up? 
Lens up big around. Hadn't moved for nine years and eight months. Laying on the bed, but when God speaks, He gives strength. Right? Take her by the hand. She looked at me like that, and her eyes looked like they set. And I took her by the hand and raised her from the bed in less than a moment's time. She was walking through the house. She was screaming. Her mother pissed over the room, cold, fainted. The girl opened the door and walked out, sat down on the grass, and began to bless the grass and bless the leaves and bless her little heart. The first time she'd seen the leaves of the grass for nearly nine, over nine years, and she lay in a bed, and, and the people began to run from the neighborhood everywhere. I don't went out far up towards the hill, towards the church. I couldn't stand around there. The morning was just buzzing all around. Started up the hill. Here, she run back in the house, sat down at the piano. A few moments, her father came from across the hill with a little bucket of milk from where their barn was. Coming across, he see the crowd. He began to hear the music. He said, watch, he got company. Listen to people in there. When he walked in the door, there said his only beloved daughter. So they're playing, Jesus, keep me near the cross. There is the precious fountain. Free to all the healing streams that flows from Calvary's fountain. Then, sitting there, he dropped his bucket and threw his arm around said, honey, what is that one who you call the reprobate, Lord Jesus, the same here, he laid his hands on me. And now I am well, and she's my piano player at the Milltown Baptist Church today. Perfectly normal and good health, just as healthy as anybody that's sitting in this building tonight. Right here and find out. Here comes the doctor up that have waited on her. Jesus Christ. Amen. Just as great tonight as he was then. Look, people in here, this may seem strange to you. Maybe you're not for the prince of the power of the air. Satan is always near to try to get something fumbled up in your mind. But tonight, set your affections on things above where Christ sits at the right hand of God. And remember the Bible said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if his spirit be here, he reveals things today as he did in the days gone by. Heavens and earth will pass, but his word shall not pass. Have faith God. Do not pass. Right to Georgie, after that. Not only her, but I could stand here until daylight breaks in the morning telling such cases that happened in the past four years. Day after day it happens. Infallible. God, dear now, your attitude. Tell them you to believe on the Lord with all their hearts. God. Ah, let's pray. Oh, God. Oh, and my lips could only form words. My tongue could only utter the phrases that do to you. Lord, you know about charges. You know all about it. Lord, you know your servant has told that which is truth. And before these people at the great judgment, I'll stand to give an account. If I told wrong, then I'll be a castaway. Turned away from my...
our loved ones turned away from Jesus. No hope condemned. Oh, God, I don't want to do that. I want to be truthful and honest. I know there's much unbelief in the world. You said in the last days there are great scoffers. Be heady, high-minded. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Truth breakers. False accusers. In Despisers of those that are, but even haters. And they would be a religious group having a form of godliness, but would deny the power thereof from such turn away. He said the Spirit spoke that expression that in the last days he signed to be. Father, we're here. We're happy as a disciple to carry the reproach of this. Tonight we want to witness the Paul of old in the way to Paul heresy. So worship I, the God of our fathers. The way that evil spoken of, called heresy, insanity, crazy, neurotic. God truly, Satan's got his man on the job, and I'm thankful you've got yours also. And we're glad to be on your side tonight, believing all things. And we're glad that you're with us, confirming the word with signs and wonders following. Let people see, Lord, and turn from their wickedness and turn to Christ tonight. Before it's everlasting too late, or they're blasted from the face of the earth to go to a devil's hell and a crisis grave to spend an endless eternity. Without God, without a hope, without fear. This is the day of repentance. This is the day of man. The day of the Lord shall come. Now help us, God. You've got many of your children here tonight gathered sick. You've moved on them as you did Simeon in the days of old and brought them here for the purpose of being healed. Help me to have faith with them, Father. May their faith blend together and all of us as one now. One unit. Our prayers going constantly without ceasing. As is praying at John Mark's house without ceasing, you sent an angel down. Open the prison doors and tuck the apostle out. Many of your children's in prison by afflictions, sicknesses, and diseases. May the angel of God come upon your servant tonight and break every chain. Grant it, Lord. May we go out of the city gates rejoicing, happy, praising God for his goodness. In the name of his holy child, Jesus, we ask this Amen. Have faith. Don't die. I take a lot of the time, I'm sorry. But standing here and knowing that many may not get into the line. If they don't, then why? If you've got your faith upon God's word, you'll be healed in you. You believe that, lady? With all your eyes. Your lady's a little baby. You're in trouble, aren't you? God bless you. I see you have a weary spirit. Isn't that right? Look this way. 
feel sorry for me? Yes, you're... It's not you. You're worried about your baby. Isn't that true? Just a while ago, you were praying or doing something. But you was asking God to let me speak to you about that baby. Isn't that right? Not reading your mind, I felt it a while ago. The whole group the next morning. What's wrong now, your baby? Do you realize that Jesus healed that baby when he died by Hunter Calvary? He paid that price. Now, your baby, what's wrong with it? Your baby's about three years old, I guess, something like that. Isn't that about right? And it stopped growing. It has no use to it. Is that true? Will you believe? All right. If you'll believe, accept it feeling right now. There it is, sitting alone in the mother's arms now, without even any holding it on. She's got her arms away from it. Let's say it, praise the Lord. The baby has you since back then. All right. Everybody be wherever. A little girl sitting right there next to you. Sweetheart, do you believe Brother Branham telling you the truth? The little girl there with the bad eyes. You go believe Jesus to make you well. You do? All right, I want you to put your little hand over your eyes like this. Say, dear Jesus, heal me. God bless you, honey. You shall have your sight. Lady, why are you worrying about sitting next to her there? The anxious, crying. Look this away, sister. Something's wrong with you. Yeah? You also have bad eyes, too. And you're a nervous case, aren't you? Have a real a demon depression. Isn't that right? Oppression just bothers you all the time nervous. Isn't that right? God bless you. If I tell you that you're ill, will you believe me? All right, go home here. What do you think about it, sister? You do? I see you're having troubles also, aren't you? I'll be reverent. Everyone has crossing fears. This little boy sitting here spoke me Everyone just reverent as you can be. Look here, sister. You're worried about something. There's something wrong because it's real dark around. You, you've been to a doctor recently, haven't you? And you've had an examination. Now, let's see. Have faith. Believe me with all your heart. Yes, you had a female trouble. He's not too sure about that, and he's right. He said it was, might be cancer. Is that right? All right, it is. Or it was, rather. You're healing. Now look this away, sister. You believe that? Please be reverent, everyone. Don't let, let it be reverent, please. Quickly. It's something. There's something, a connection. You here, sir, sitting here with the force of healing in your hand, sitting on the front seat. 
connection between you and this woman. You were so happy when she was here. But maybe your it's your sister or your wife on. It's your wife, isn't it? That's right. Your father too. You was. You and your wife go home and be happy for your healed. What about you, sister, sitting there crying? You're in nervous trouble, isn't that right? Alright. God has healed you also. You're Heard you by your head for it, honey, right behind that little girl. You're in a lot of trouble too, aren't you? Huh? No trouble, isn't it? This can be operated on, is that right? You're up for an operation. You're supposed to operate on your children, isn't that right? Or I believe the Lord right now be healed. Will you do that? Have, have faith in God. He's sure to make it. Now, just a moment. There's somebody right in here very weary and very suffering. Just a moment. There's so many I can't hardly tell. That's a very serious case, wherever it is, just a moment. Yes. Here it is. It's a lady sitting right here with that flowerly, black, flowerly dress on. Aren't you in trouble, sister, with suffering? Isn't that right? Isn't that true? A uh, whole quiet look this way. Yes, sister. Something must be done for you. You're full of tumors. Is that a tumors or something in you? Raise up. Is that true? Have faith in God and your tumors shall leave. You believe with all your heart? Now watch, I... You feel better now, don't you, sister? Here on the side of the seat. Yes. Yes, ma'am. It's over now. You're going to be well. The lady, your friend sitting there, keeps talking to you. You're just wondering why I didn't call you, wasn't you? That's what you was wondering. I'm not reading your mind. But you was wondering why I didn't catch you there. I can't tell this what's wrong with you yet, sister. Stand up on your seat, will you? I believe with all your heart. See, I guess you above where those other vibrations are coming so fast, I can't adjust a moment. Hold your hand out like this. I'm not too sure of something. Double your fist like this. Put it around behind you. Like this. Way back. Way back like mine. You touch it, then it's your liver. Is that right? That's right. I didn't worry the kidneys or your liver. All right, Jesus Christ makes you a whole sister. Go and be a good place. One, 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 one. Have faith in God. How many more prayer cards is in God bless you, Mother. All right. You want to believe with all your heart? I wonder how many believe right now. Now, don't be excited. It's reverend.